All right, people, it is election night in America. It's all happening. It's all happening. I could probably end the live stream right there because it's all happening. Everyone, take a deep breath. It's looking good. It ain't over yet. But yes, there are a lot of people in full meltdown mode uh, on the left. There's a lot of people rejoicing on the right. It has not been called. Let's not get, a, get ahead of ourselves. Let's just talk it out. But I think everybody watching this at least can take a deep breath. The American experiment is going to continue. Uh, I've had a really fun couple hours. There were, there were some nerves at the beginning of it, uh, but it's been a fun few hours. I was over at the Daily Wire studios and they're closing up shop. This is the last thing that they're doing here in Los Angeles. They're leaving because of our lunatic governor, Gavin Newsom, who I've been talking about, uh, and they're heading out to Nashville. So I was with Ben and Michael Knowles and Jeremy Boring and uh, Andrew Clavin and a couple other people were there. And Dennis Prager was there and a few others, and I was with them. And then I just did some stuff on The Blaze with Glenn Beck, and I may be jumping back over there after. Uh, but just talking to people who ideologically four years ago I would have thought were my opponents. Four years ago, on this very night of election night, I had voted for Gary Johnson. I still absolutely considered myself part of the left. Uh, I hadn't even done the Why I Left the Left video. Uh, and right before I did that video, I did a, a video that has about a million views called um, The Left is No Longer Liberal. Uh, so I was still one of those. I was fighting to save liberalism from the left. And then I don't have to belabor the point, but I think you guys know a bit about my, my political evolution and my uh, intellectual journey since then. And you know, because I've been honest about my awakening, because I've been honest about it, there's a track record of the last couple of years of saying what I thought, and usually it was pretty ahead of the curve. So for all of these years, when all of these mainstream media people were calling everyone crazy right-wingers and far-right and alt-right just for expressing whatever different non-woke opinion they had, well, I was one of the people calling it out. And, and the show that we do, that I did in my other garage, that we now do from here, became a hub, it was you know the, the intellectual dark web, which isn't that relevant anymore in a certain way for, for many reasons, but it became a hub for a couple of years for free thinkers to kind of come together and talk about these things. And most of the things that we were talking about related to cancel culture and social justice and Marxism and the destruction of our institutions and all of these things, well, these actually were the things that people ended up voting on tonight. That is, that is fairly obvious. And, and putting aside Trump, putting aside Biden for a moment, tonight is an absolute pushback on the BS of the mainstream media. Even if some sort of crazy thing happens now and Biden wins, which does not look like it's gonna happen, okay? Trump is in a comfortable position. Let me just run through it real quick. Right now he's leading in Texas, he's leading in Pennsylvania, uh, he's leading in Ohio. Arizona did, looks like it's gonna go blue. I don't know that they've called that yet. Uh, Trump did get Florida and Virginia, which was called very early on. It was very confusing because the numbers were showing Trump up by like 16 percentage points. And yet the way they were using the exit polls or extrapolating their numbers, they, a couple of the networks called Virginia very early for Biden. Well, now Trump from what I'm seeing here is up by a hundred thousand votes. 
and we'll see what happens on that one. So this, this is all looking, looking very good for, for Donald Trump. Um, but in essence, if, if you thought that you could call half the country racist, if you thought that you could tell us all that America is awful and evil and only you, in this case, Biden, a man who's really done much, pretty much nothing in 47 years, only you could suddenly do it. You know what I mean? You didn't do it all that time, but now you would do it. Well, that just didn't fool people on top of the dementia stuff and on top of the fact that he was in many ways running against his own base. I am the Democratic Party, that's what he said while he's saying I'm not for the Green Deal at a debate, even though it's on his website uh, for everyone to see, right? It's like, it's all just sitting there. So none of it made any sense. The Biden, the Biden thing, when they do the autopsy on this thing, which by the way, is gonna happen very quickly and it's going to be ferocious. It is going to be seriously, seriously ferocious. And, and Biden is gonna check out immediately. And I, I, I would bet within months, they're gonna announce that he has some sort of medical condition, which is, by the way, very unfortunate and sad. You know, we've all sort of made jokes about the flubbing of words and all that stuff. And in a weird way, it's like, you can joke about that stuff. And I would often say to you, I don't mean to be glib when I'm saying that he has dementia, but everyone knew it and the mainstream media wouldn't talk about it. So the scandal became the non-scandal, but it will be a scandal afterwards because now once he loses, all of the handlers that have known about this, everyone in the campaign that has known about this, they're gonna have to destroy each other so that it doesn't get aimed at them, right? And everybody knew. Hillary Clinton knew, Barack Obama knew, they all knew. Don't pretend that we that they don't know, right? You can't pretend that they don't know because you could see it in front of your own eyes. But part of what the mainstream media does with fake news and nonsensical polls and all the pollsters now look like they were wrong and even the, the uh, popular vote is gonna be closer than anticipated. It's like, you guys don't want us to see what we can see, but we're, we're done playing that game. We're done playing that game. So even though we don't have uh, full results yet, and, and it could still potentially be a long night, and we're gonna get some updates while I'm live, so hopefully we, we'll have more to, more to celebrate. I've got some fancy tequila here, and a nice big Death Star uh, ice cube, and uh, I hope you guys are drinking something or eating something good, and, and there is goodness here, guys, and, and let me say one thing after I take the sip. There's goodness here. Look, I know a, a lot of you that watch this are not Trump people, or maybe you're begrudgingly Trump people, or whatever that might be. And by the way, I'm not, you know, as someone that comes from a more libertarian perspective on things, I, I don't find my salvation in the president. I think Trump ha happens to be a very unique character, and for some reason, he happened to be the man we needed right now. But that doesn't make him Jesus, right? That, 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 that doesn't make him king. Um, but what it did make him was something that was very important at this particular juncture. And stepping away from the political part of this, you know, when I did my live stream this morning, I was trying to show you guys that not everything is about politics. You know that, that's number one. Not everything is about politics. But also it's not now that Trump will just feel emboldened to do more, right? Like to do more. He actually did some things as president. And that's also why the wokesters and the left and the media really hated him because he was actually doing things. You not you may not be a you know standard conservative on all fronts like me, um, but as a conservative from a conservative perspective, perspective he's done conservative things. So 
you have to respect him for saying, hey, I'm coming in as president, as a conservative, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that kind of stuff. And obviously the country was okay with that. One of the uh, things that I'm, I'm very curious about, and I know uh, a few of you have submitted some questions. We did a last second uh, Q&A in the rubenreport.com locals community. Uh, one of you guys asked about um, the Latino and black support for Trump. Now, I don't know that we have numbers in yet. It does sound like the Latino vote in Florida uh, and by the way, when you talk about the Latino vote, or as the wokesters call it, the Latinx vote, even though no Latino person says Latinx, um, it is a very diverse community of people that come from all sorts of different countries and that came here for all sorts of different reasons. It sounds like Trump did extremely well with Cubans. Now that's interesting because Cubans, they fled Cuba. That means they fled socialism. So they might know a little something about that and they felt, oh, here we are living the American dream like this is a good thing and, and we got to keep it going. So we'll find out a little bit more about some of the racial breakdown and let's, you know, obviously I'm, I'm super interested and I think everybody is to figure out what happened with the black vote. Um, but I'm curious, all of, the, all of the little groups that the left believes that they own because of their birthright, they think they own you because you're black. They think they own you because you're gay. They think you, they own you because you're a woman. I, those groups, let's, let's track those numbers. That's what's gonna be interesting to me over the next couple of days. But to get, what I was, to get back to what I was starting to say earlier, the thing that's exciting me right now isn't necessarily that Trump can do anything politically. There'll be interesting things that happen politically. Maybe the peace in the Middle East stuff will keep happening, right? Maybe now as a second term president, without having to worry about reelection, he'll feel emboldened enough to really start pushing governors to open up, uh, open up states, like that would be good at this point, okay? That would be good at this point. So we have that, but that's not the part that really is interesting to me. I think the part that's interesting to me right now is the thing that I think has happened to me, that the thing that has actually happened to me, where once you start saying what you feel, and, and I think me supporting Trump over the last couple of weeks, especially in the last two weeks, where I really went for it, right? I really went for it because I felt this was a battle between freedom and socialism in effect, okay? And I really went for it in the last couple of weeks. I have felt great. I have felt great. And not only have I felt great, I feel like I'm, I'm communicating in the clearest possible way that I have in, in all of the years that I've done this. I think you guys are responding to it in a new way. As I said this morning, it's caused some friend problems. It's caused some family problems. And those are all real things. But what I think a second term of Trump can do is break the ice. It can actually, it was causing a lot of cracks in the ice this first term, but now it's like enough of this, enough of cancel culture, enough of saying that half the people who now will have voted in the president twice, uh, enough of saying that they're all racist and homophobic and backwards and all of those things. Like let's start, for those of us that are happy right now, that are excited right now, it's like let's use that excitement not only to reopen the country, uh, but to, to maybe follow our dreams more than we have. Uh, whatever it is, but like feel proud about America again. I think we can start getting back to that and have a true, um, a true elimination of these bad ideas that have crept in, the ideas of critical race theory and that we're gonna remove due justice because of Title IX and the rest of it. It's like, let's have a real pushback. Now, of course, as, as I'm saying this to you right this moment, I know that it's starting to get very violent in DC 
And it's not as if these people are gonna go away. So we could talk about that at, at a couple levels. So first, at the political level, again, this is assuming Trump wins, which is, that's where it seems at the moment. Um, at the political level, the left and the Democrats have to decide what they are now. And I've been saying for a long time that, you know, the AOC, Ilhan Omar thing, and by the way, AOC and Ilhan Omar both got reelected. So it's not like they're going away, unfortunately. Um, but they have to now decide, because I've been saying for a while, they call themselves democratic socialists, but it's only a matter of time till they rip off the mask and say they're socialists. And we all know that. We all know that. And, and for some reason, again, mainstream media didn't want to touch it and wanted to play footsie with them and pretend that they're so great and all of that stuff. But now it's here, like, and, and I don't defend AOC or Bernie or the rest of them that often, but I will say this, a couple of months ago, it was AOC who said that Joe Biden and I shouldn't be in the same party. Well, A, you're right, Biden should just be retired already, but you're right in that, if, that he was the last vestige of an old decent Democrat. Even if he was totally corrupt and didn't know what he thought at this point and everything else, they were smuggling in the really radical stuff with him. I think most people, most thinking people kind of accept this at this point, that, that that was true. And that's what this election is a repudiation of. So so the Democrats now have to have their internal battle. They have to have their war. And if, if uh, Biden had won, they weren't gonna have their war. They would have just slowly started growing and they would have eliminated all of whatever might be left of the moderate old school Democrat, not that there were many left, they would have, but it would have all just sort of melted away. Now the war is here. The socialists can rip off the mask, Bernie, or start a third party. Like maybe that's what they have to do. Okay, we're gonna actually start a third party. Now I don't think they'll do that because they don't wanna work. I mean, that's the other thing. These, guys, these are not people that really wanna work and build. They wanna destroy things. That's what they're good at. So I think this could cause the implosion of the Democratic Party altogether. And, and maybe that's just good. And then the question would be, and, and my liberal friends who will still talk to me, if you still consider yourself an old school liberal, it is now your job to say, wow, you radical nutbag lefties, you see what you left us with? You left us not with one term of Donald Trump, but two terms of Donald Trump, okay? So we gotta now have that fight. We gotta have that fight. I don't see how the liberals and the decent moderate Dems, if there are any left at this point, I don't see how they win that. So either they split into two parties or there's just the destruction of the Democratic Democratic Party or whatever else. But all right, let's enough talking about the losers. Let's talk about the winners here. Trump has an incredible opportunity. Trump has an absolutely incredible opportunity. You take the conservatives, you take the libertarians, you take the classical liberals, you take anyone. You basically take anyone who likes the experiment of America and you make them feel good about it again. And you now, Trump, now what's your chance, man? Your chance is to is to open that freaking economy, get us back to work, get us watching sports again, the, the, the woke thing, think about the hit that it just took. Despite, we're gonna have violence right now and it's gonna feel like there's still a lot of energy there. But in terms of, in terms of reality, who, who will be governing us? What ideas won? It's not those ideas and all they've got is lashing out. All they've got is lashing out, okay? So we're gonna see plenty of it and, and, uh, and hopefully it doesn't last very long and you know, I had Judge Jeanine, uh, Judge Jeanine Pirro on, um, what was it, about a month and a half ago or so, and we talked about what Trump would do if he won and the violence didn't stop, meaning if the mayor of Portland and Seattle and New York and DC, if these mayors will not do anything to stop the violence, 
Well, then what does the president do? Well, the president does have the ability to use the Insurrection Act and then have troops in these cities. Now, that's not good. Nobody wants that. But if we are to end this thing, then it needs to be ended. And Antifa is a domestic terrorist organization, and it has, it has tied itself in with a huge amount of Black Lives Matter supporters uh, who are openly Marxist, and they have huge inroads with the progressive political establishment, the Bernie AOCs, Ilhan Omars, and the rest of them. So, so Trump is gonna have some serious decisions to make. Are, what are we gonna do about this unrest? I think that most people, most people wanna get a reset. Now, I've been saying it for a while, we can't go back. We're not going back to pre-COVID times. Like the world is fundamentally different right now. But this Trump win, it's a pushback on big tech. It's a pushback on mainstream media. Like all of you people who have consistently gotten everything wrong, you did it again, you got it wrong again, and you losers, and now I'm gonna do a little, this will be a little bit of a patting myself on my, on my own back. You losers at, at the Lincoln Project, like you people who, who clearly can't maintain an erection so that you then decide that, that you have to spend your life just being against one thing, this orange man. It's like, you guys gotta go away now. But the thing is, we're not gonna put you on lists. You know, there were, I did a couple of videos in the last two weeks about lefties, like well-known lefties, like Robert Reich, who was uh, in the Obama administration, uh, you know, talking about how we're gonna have to have truth and reconciliation commissions. And Chris Hayes, that little dork on MSNBC, he was saying the same thing. You know, we have to have these commissions and we have to find out what happened and name names and get lists of people. Guess what, Trump and the right, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that, but that doesn't mean we don't, we can't mock you guys and, and, or at least ignore you guys. Like all of you people who've gotten everything wrong, Bill Crystal, you've gotten everything wrong. David Frum, you've gotten everything wrong. You guys gotta go away now. Like we're not gonna come and get you. We're not gonna try to destroy you. We're not gonna show up at your house or arrest you or send you to the gulag. A lot of the stuff that the lefties would love to do with, with all of us. But all of these people who just got everything wrong, who have refused to see the world as it is and, and, and could only see the world as they wanted it to be, it's like, no, and the pollsters, the pollsters, you guys got everything wrong. How is it? I am one guy, I sit here, my producer Michael is in the room, it's a small room, it's about, I don't know, 12 feet by 12 feet, I got my dog at my feet, I got the I got Michael here, and we, we write out a couple things, and then I do this show, and for some reason this, what I've been able to do, makes a lot more sense to a lot more people than the nonsense that's coming out of mainstream media. Because I didn't listen to the polls, I listened to actual people. I went on the ground and I talked to people at the Beverly Hills Trump rally. And I looked at my email and I saw all of these emails, all of these people saying, I'm a lifelong Democrat, I'm now a Trump supporter, or I'm an independent, I'm now a Trump supporter. And a lot of them even say, I don't even love Trump, but I'm a Trump supporter, I've just had it with these freaks. But nobody, Nobody in mainstream media wanted to deal with this honestly. You know what they did instead? The New York Times ran a piece about YouTubers driving people to the alt-right, and they had my picture on it, on a cover story, okay? You, you guys know about all of the hit pieces and the way they tried to destroy Jordan Peterson, who was only trying to, to teach people to clean their room, I mean, have a little bit of personal responsibility. Well, those are the ideas that are winning right now. Like, the right ideas just got a boost tonight guys let's let's run with that and let's let's uh let's really look at it so you know what? let's pull up the uh let's pull up the map you know i'm i'm doing a lot of talking here and we didn't look at the map people love the map they love the red they love the blue so the main thing that you need to know right now is as you're looking at this map and i think this is as updated as we've got at the moment california did go blue 
I got my work to do here. Uh, but as I said earlier, Texas is now strongly leaning towards Trump as well as Pennsylvania and Ohio. So those were, those were three big ones. Those are the big boys here. Uh, he did get Florida, which obviously was crucial as well. Arizona is looking like it's gonna go to Biden. And this Virginia thing, unless anything's changed in the last 10 minutes or so, uh, Virginia, Trump was up by 100,000 after they had declared it for Biden. So there's a little confusion as to what's going on there. I don't know that we have an update on that. Um, but guys, look, this is, this is good news. Like, and, and how can I do this? Because I, you know, I, want, I want those of you even though I can be silly and I, I can be glib and, and whatever, it's like I want, if you're really worried about the country right now because you were a Biden supporter, like you really thought Biden was the answer or you really hate Trump or something and you still watch this, I promise you I will try in the next couple weeks. It won't be easy at times, but I will do my best to build some bridges in that direction because what will be really interesting is as the left has that, internal war, that civil war that they have to have. Well, as I said, we got a big tent on the right now, but somebody's got to build that bridge. So maybe that's what my role in this could be. And you know, I was on Alan Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz's podcast this morning, and he's a lifelong liberal who then defended Trump in his, uh, in the impeachment hearings, and then has been destroyed, you know, relentlessly attacked by the left and doesn't get invited to parties and the rest of it anymore. And what, what we talked about is that we, we have a similar view of liberalism, let's say, but he wants to still fight it from the left. And I just don't think that works anymore. I want to fight it from the right, but we agreed to kind of disagree on that. And, and I think both of those are worthy, worthy causes worth taking. So I hope that, you know, my, my friends or, or whoever's left, let's say out of the IDW crew that really got this thing wrong and, and really suffers from Trump derangement syndrome and everything else. Uh, maybe, maybe we should talk some of this stuff out. Maybe we should, maybe, maybe there was something going on here that you had a blind spot to, and maybe I can be a little bit of the bridge. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean you gotta put the freaking hat on. It doesn't mean you gotta put the freaking hat on. But you might also realize that the hat doesn't mean that you're a white supremacist, and the hat doesn't mean that you're a racist and a bigot and the rest of it. So that's what I think is interesting right now. Um, you know, I think we're probably gonna wrap this because I want, I'm sure you guys, you probably have you know, some, some other map on another screen and there's so much happening at once and, uh, and I wanna get back to some of it too. So uh, jump on the Rubin Report community. That's where I'll be doing most of my communication with you guys and that's where I can go back and forth with you. Of course, I'm also on Twitter and everything else. But just, if, if you were a Trump person and you wanted this to happen, just feel good right now. Know that, and especially if you did it publicly, because I know just in the last couple of weeks, this was not easy. This truly was not easy for me. The stresses, and you know, I know maybe it looks easy, or it's like, well, what do you have to lose, Dave? Or you, you run your own business, or anything else. Uh, you know, I'm in, I'm in a pretty, uh, I'm in a pretty blue city and a pretty blue state, and it doesn't, it doesn't come with nothing. Uh, it, it comes with some costs, and uh, and I'm thrilled right now. I, I am genuinely thrilled. I, I am hopeful for the future of America. Um, we avoided what could have been something really bad. And as I said this morning, I think Trump will represent a saving of liberalism as well as conservatism. And in 2024, you're gonna get such a cool, interesting, diverse crop of Republicans. And then maybe the real reset of the country can happen. So we're gonna probably have four kind of crazy years here, right? Like, it's not like, you know, they called him Hitler the whole time. And, and I said it four years ago, guys. 
the day after the election, I said it. Find the video that I did. I'm sitting in, the, in my backyard at my old house because we were building the studio. And I said, look, I didn't vote for Trump, but if you guys don't stop calling him Hitler, it's not what you're doing to him, it's what you're doing to yourself. And, and this is what they've done. They've given themselves no room, no room to look back because they were fighting Hitler and that's bad. Um, all right, I'm being told, I'm being told people that Texas, good old Texas, just went for Trump. The Alamo will remain. They ain't gonna tear the Alamo down. Uh, that is good news. So good things still continue to happen. Hopefully we have a, I suspect we're not gonna get a concession out of Biden because from what I understand, Biden goes to sleep at 5.30. So I don't think we're gonna get the concession out of him tonight, but I'm guessing Trump will be up and probably will be declared a winner or, or will declare himself the winner and then we'll have to clean it up. Uh, I will be up very early, guys. I got a 5 a.m. wake up on my alarm because I will be on Fox and Friends at 5.45 a.m. I assume dissecting some of this stuff. We haven't discussed it yet. That's 5.45 a.m. Pacific time, which is 8.45 a.m. Eastern time. It's gonna be an exciting night. But again, if you're excited and you're feeling good right now, feel it, like feel it, know it, be proud of it. It's awesome, it's good, it's real. And if you voted, you have something to do with it. And if you're nervous right now, if you're nervous, if you're upset, if you're angry, well then I suppose you could do one of two things. Either take that mirror and look at it and go, well, what did we do wrong here that led to this? Do that or maybe go, hmm, maybe those guys are doing something right. And maybe you have to do a combination of those, right? Maybe you have to do both of them. And that's what a political evolution is all about. Uh, but I'm thrilled that I've, I've been part of this adventure for all of you guys. I'm, I'm excited for what comes next. I'll see you in the morning. We'll, and then, of course, we'll be doing our live stream at 11 a.m. Pacific tomorrow, which is 2 p.m. Eastern. And uh, it's going to be a wacky week. Just stay safe, everybody, and God bless America. And I'm, I'm thrilled. And, and thank you guys for watching. And that's it. All right.